When we are at work, our minds shouldn't be on other things that would overtly distract us from performing our duties to the best of our ability. If our focus is taken away while lives are in the balance, then how can we fool ourselves into thinking that we're doing our due diligence? We have enough to think about, right? Our personal well-being, our crew's well-being, our patient's well-being, all of that, and then some. With all the mental focus our job demands, along with being in an at-ready state for whatever may come, we can't afford to be distracted with menial things going on elsewhere. In today's episode, I'll talk about what I mean by bandwidth, as the title implies, and how we can set boundaries in order to keep our bandwidth from being stretched too thin. We feel like it's up to us to hold the line as we light the spark within ourselves. It comes from way. First things first, let's define some terms, shall we? What do I mean when I talk about bandwidth? I'm talking about our mental and emotional reserves, our strain. While we're on duty, we have to be at the ready for whatever may come. This unpredictable nature of our careers is one of the many reasons we fought so hard to get into fire and EMS in the first place. It's exciting to have each day be different than the last. And while this is a super appealing part of the job, it also means that our mental and emotional reserve needs to be as full as it can be while we're on duty. We do this by setting boundaries. I've witnessed guys with families and girlfriends and whatever be bombarded with phone calls and messages from home in regards to so-and-so stubbed their toe or we're all out of cereal, we should get some soon or the cable bill needs to be paid. Like these are actual things I've heard being discussed on an actual phone call, not even just text. These are, these are menial things. Things like this can be taken care of by the person sharing the info, right? It's like, just take care of it. So so-and-so stubbed their toe. Okay, kiss it and make it better. Like I'm at work. Let me give you guys an example of what this looks like. So my wife is currently a teacher. She's up and out of the house by 6 a.m. and typically doesn't get home until around 3.30 in the afternoon. During her time at work, she's teaching four different classes, four different levels of Spanish for around eight hours, not to mention the two clubs that she sponsors. She gets 30 minutes for lunch, and during all the other time she's there, she's teaching. So she knows that if I'm calling her, something is really wrong. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that being at work for eight hours is very difficult, and it's very different. It's a very different difficult, right? It's different than us being at work for 24 or 48 hours, especially since our careers are so different. Like I said, ours offers us significant downtime in relation to typical careers. And I'm not saying that there isn't a time and a place to call home and communicate with your family. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is that you're still at work. 
and should be focused on why you're there, not distracted with menial things that are going on at home. And even as I say this, you all know what I'm talking about. I'm not saying that the things that happen at home aren't important. What I am saying is that not every little thing that happens at home while you're at work is important. Just like on the playing field, you can't be distracted by, hey, little Billy cut his fingernails today. <laughs> no, that stuff isn't important to what's happening on the field. This is why, for those of us with spouses at home, we need to make our boundaries clear. While you're at work, on duty, you're at work. Think of the person, whether it's your wife, your girlfriend, husband, boyfriend, whatever, as the chief operating officer or the COO. And that COO is responsible for all the operational things that need to happen at home, like making sure there's enough milk, making sure the kids get to their games and friends' houses, making sure the dogs are taken care of, making sure that the bills are being paid, all of those ancillary and operational things that need to happen. The world doesn't stop when you go on duty, nor should it. And don't get me wrong, like I, I, I am kind of minimizing all of these little menial things. Like, you know, if somebody calls you, if your spouse calls you and is like, oh, well, we went here and we went there and these are all the errands we ran and I thought of this and I like the lady cut me off in traffic and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's fine. But I'm at work. Like, we're, we're at work. Like, that's just menial stuff that goes on in your life. And, and if it's really all that important, yeah, and if it's still with you <laughs> when I come off duty, then we'll talk about it and we'll work through it and we'll get, we'll get on with it. But that stuff doesn't have a place to invade your workplace. It just doesn't. You need to be focused. You need to be, you know, at the ready whenever those tones go out. What about, what about uh, those of you out there who are running your own ship, like it's just you? Well, you don't necessarily have someone who's distracting you from your duties at work, like uh, constantly messaging you or trying to call you or whatever. But in this case, you should be setting some boundaries with yourself. And I'll talk about setting boundaries in just a second, but I don't want to make it seem like one is better than the other here, being single or, or having a spouse at home or whatever. It all comes down to your circumstances and situation. Regardless, you'll still need to create a system of boundaries that you put in place to make sure things keep running in your private life while you're at work. So let's talk about how we set up those boundaries. How do we do that without causing even more issues on the home front? This is where we do the work on the front end rather than avoiding the situation altogether, which leads to covert contracts being made where we make assumptions of what needs to happen and what boundaries should be in order, right? We want to remove assumption. We want to be very clear. We need to have that crucial conversation because if we don't, it'll ultimately lead to a lot of misunderstanding and ultimately resentment. So let's get to the meat of this. Here's a list of things you can do that can help facilitate establishing boundaries with the ones you love and even yourself. Number one, establish some ground rules. Think about when you're at home trying to go to sleep and you get a loud bing 
just as you take a deep breath, ready to fall asleep, right? It immediately takes you out of your sleep zone. But now here's the question. Do I answer the text? Do I look at the phone or do I leave it alone? Or even do I look to see who it is? I just need to look to see who it is. <laughs> Depending on what's going on in your life, you can make the decision about the priority of that. However, let's say things are rolling along in life and you're not particularly waiting on big news or something like that. If you're getting alerts all through the night, then I think step one is to find that great do not disturb feature on your phone. As we all know, in our line of work, sleep is important. We don't always get a full night's sleep while we're on duty, but we understand that trade-off. This makes it that much more important to set a boundary in regards to when you'll put the phone down and get in a place where you can mentally wind down. Here's where the boundary comes in. Express to your family or make it prominent to yourself that you will not answer any texts or calls after a certain time. Make it clear. Maybe it's on a daily basis. Maybe you tell your family no texts or calls after nine or, you know, like I said, maybe it's on a daily basis. You're in communication with your family and then you tell them I'm off to bed. Good night. And that's it. Um, but what about emergencies? You might ask. Well, fortunately in our world of amazing technology, there's an option to allow calls to come through from specific people. There are systems in place, guys. You've just got to put them into play. Number two, share your schedule. In the fire and EMS world, we typically know our schedule for the entire calendar year. And this makes it super easy to share your schedule with friends and family. You say, I'm on C-shift. I'll send you a copy of my schedule. I'm on duty all the days highlighted in green. Simple, right? I'll tell you what's not simple. Having to continually remind people in your life how your schedule works. Now, I work a 4896 schedule, and it blows people's minds when I tell them how my schedule works. I tell them, I work two days on, and then I'm off for four days. So I work for 48 hours straight, then I'm off for four days. Somehow, there is still confusion in all of this, because even after I explain things that way, people are still like, so you work for those two days, but then you get to come home at night, right, and, and sleep at home. No, I tell them, I'm at work for 48 hours straight. I eat, sleep, work, and am at the ready for 48 hours straight. And if these types of people don't really need to know my schedule, then I just write it off. It's not a big deal. But if the people I'm talking to have a significant role in my life and need to actively know, then I send them a copy via text or whatever. I've got a wife and kids at home, and they deserve to know when I'll be at work and when I won't. And when my kids were little, they'd always ask me when I was going to work because my schedule was the 3-4 schedule, right? And uh, it was confusing for them. They didn't know. They didn't know how long I was going to be gone, how long I was going to be home. They didn't know. But now the 4896 makes it so much easier, so much clearer, because they know that when I go to work, I'll be back in two days. Share your schedule with the people who matter to you. If you keep them informed, then people will know not to bug you on those days unless it's something significant. And again, I understand that simple texts aren't that big of a thing and keeping lines of communications open is important. I'm not disregarding that. 
What I'm getting at here is that you don't need to be bombarded with a bunch of needless things like little Johnny fell off his bike and got a little tiny scrape on his knee and I put a Band-Aid on and after I put the Band-Aid on, he was happy and this blah, 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 blah. Not to sound insensitive, but that's not important. If he broke his leg, okay, guess what? I'm coming home. We'll take care of it. Or even then, I've had kids. I've had kids break every time. One of my kids, two of my boys, of course, my boys. I've got two boys and a girl. Both boys have broken bones, all right? My son, my oldest, broke his collarbone. My youngest broke his uh, ulna or his radius. And both times I was on duty. Now that call came in and I went through the gamut of questions. But by the time my wife had called me and told me everything about it, she'd already taken care of it. It was already taken care of. At the hospital, getting x-rays, this is what happened, taken care of. No need to come home. Kids are fine. Things are things are going great. Um, I'm digressing a little bit here, but you get the, I kind of went on a rant, but you get the idea. The big things, the big things should call your attention. This sharing your schedule is super handy for those of you that teach that also might teach on your days off at local colleges. Uh, make it, maybe you share uh, your, your calendar in a Google doc or a Google calendar or something like that. The point is if you share your calendar you keep people informed on when you're available and when you aren't, and this naturally establishes a boundary. Number three, learn how to say no. We have time off for a reason, guys and gals, and that time off shouldn't be filled up with a bunch of things that don't allow you to take the time you need to mentally, physically, and emotionally regroup from the things you may have experienced while on duty. That's the whole reason we have off-duty days. I want you all to understand that I know it's our job to help people and that it's in our nature. That's why we say that we're firefighters and paramedics on and off-duty. However, you are provided your days off for a reason. Don't do yourself the disservice of cheating yourself out of your time to regroup. And I could go on and on about all the ways we do this. We're all guilty of it from time to time, you know, agreeing to moving people or watching somebody's diabetic cat or whatever it is. Um, we're all guilty of it. I get it. And, and the drag of it is, is that we feel the effects of it when we go back to work. So what I'm saying here is don't feel guilty for saying no to people who would otherwise gobble up all of your time with no thought for you or what you're going through or what you're dealing with. Which leads me to my final point. Number four, be your own advocate. Setting boundaries like these makes it so that you provide yourself with the time you deserve. If you aren't in mental, physical, and emotional shape to do your job, then how can you possibly expect to be there for the people you've promised to serve? The people you've promised to show up for? The answer is, you can't. You simply cannot do it. And if you think you can muscle through it and down energy drink after energy drink or ignore the symptoms of imbalance, trust me, it'll catch up with you. Always. It will always catch up with you in one way or another. Why would you do that to yourself? Why would you do that to yourself? That goes against every basic animal instinct to self-preserve. 
And I've heard people, side note, like this is kind of another random thought. I've heard people with drug addictions tell me something along the lines of, well, I'm only hurting me. I've heard that numerous times from family members, from people I run on, all, uh, all over the place, which A, isn't true. Because if you've ever been in the vicinity of a loved one with an addiction, then you know that the pain spreads to all of those who love that person. And B, by fostering and feeding that addiction, you are, by definition, hurting yourself. At the very least, at the very least, why would you want to hurt yourself? Again, I know we could peel the layers of this onion back and get to where we're talking about why people physiologically and psychologically resort to self-harm, but that's not my point here. That's a topic for a whole other episode. My point here is to focus on being your own advocate. This is a boundary you make with yourself, and then you let people know what your boundaries are based on your circumstances. With all of these things I'm sharing with you, I want to make it clear that I try to just create a template for you to take and customize to your specific situation. I know that we're all from different kinds of backgrounds and situations and are moving forward toward a lot of different things. You know, so this isn't a one size fits all. Take what you can from these episodes and do a plug and play, right? The key takeaway from this episode is to make sure you aren't stretching your bandwidth while on duty so you can stay in the game and focus on the things that you need to focus on when those tones go out. What are some rules or practices you've put in place to keep your bandwidth from stretching too far while at work? Can you add something to the conversation? If so, I would love to hear it. Share it with me and those of us in the group by clicking the link in the show notes or visit www.facebook.com groups slash Ignited Firefighter Podcast Community. Here you can connect with me and firefighters from all over the world, gain some perspective, and get some support. It's all about getting, but more so about giving, right? You get what you give. And, and this is the type of brotherhood that the fire service should be. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm not too uh, active on Twitter, but I'm still there. IgnitedFF is the, is the handle and the uh, IG tag. Engage with me and the rest of us in the group. It's a perfect way to share and obtain new ways to arm yourself with some strategies so you can stand firm in your principles. Also, if you want to take a look at the products and merchandise that I'm currently offering, I've got uh, one um, exercise program on there right now. I'm working on another one. It's kind of slow going, but I'm pushing through, guys. Uh, go to www.ignitedff.com. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited.